Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm always ready. My neck hurts, Joe. Are you people ready? Your neck hurts? Yeah. I thought I was having a heart attack earlier. I didn't tell you that, did I? No, you didn't tell me that. And it's funny because it's something I kind of wanted to bring up today. Not you having a heart attack, but heart attacks in general. So let's hear about your potential heart attack, Paul. Well, I uh, had a headache first. Uh or The headache was developing. Okay. So I was laying down on, on the sofa over there. People refer to it as the casting sofa. The casting couch. The casting couch, whatever. And uh, so I was watching, I think, a Hitler documentary. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go on. And, and uh, you know how they say your left arm kind of hurts a little bit or that kind of stuff. You get this left, you know what I'm saying? A left arm or shoulder tingling is, is one yeah. of the classic I'm not sure it was tingling or just kind of hurting. It was kind of like a weird, almost numb. But like, I mean, it was laying Nausea, out kind of weird. shortness of breath, potential didn't, vomiting. Didn't have shortness of breath. It wasn't nauseated. Nauseating. Right? Right. Anyway, I don't think it was a heart attack. So, um, well, that's good. I'm glad you opened with that. You <laughs> fucking asshole. But we're going to solve it by having uh, wine. Yeah, right? isn't that it's going to solve? I'm the... pretty sure that's what solves the problem. Okay. I'm also noticing that I drink wine a hell of a lot faster than you do. I was, and I'm really bad about that. It, was... it, it comes from drinking beer for so long. Oh, so you should learn to enjoy your wine. Now. I I try. I think when I pay for it, I do. So, so we're opening, uh, or I've got a big box of wine. That, that sounds bad. It's not boxed wine. It's not boxed wine. It is it's boxed a box, wine. It is boxed currently, but it is box a box of bottles. <laughs> right. And I bought this a couple, a few years ago, and uh, it's been a little while, and I've had it in storage. And uh, so now I say, screw it. We're just going to start drinking it. So you yeah. pulled out this bottle. Was that the first bottle you pulled out? Yeah, I just grabbed it by, at random. And what is it? It's called Bogle, B-O-G-L-E. Bogle Vineyards, vine, vine Yards. And what is it? And what year? It's an old vine Zin, a 2009 vintage. It's hey, old. Zin. It's good. I like it. Man, it is. It's uh, very complex, really fruity, mm-hmm. um, but not overpoweringly sweet. It's very dry. And we have discovered and that this table is not good for swirling. I'm having no problems. I think you just have crust on yours or something on your side. <laughs> no, no. It's just mine it's, it's, not, it's not slippery and slidey enough. Look at mine. It's perfect. No, I, I can do this. I, I'm swirling fine now, too, but I have to focus too much. It just I have to focus on the coefficient of friction between the table and the bottom of the glass too much. Oh, my God. Anyway. I'm just, just pointing that out. So we're having wine and not beer and not a martini. Right. Not yet. <laughs> and uh no and you, you, uh, you had a, you had a, you freaked me out with the heart attack thing no i just i don't i don't think it was a heart attack okay i mean can Did you, your chest can, ever hurt can you have a mild heart attack and then just yes and then it just kind of goes have away have a cardiac event and just and just kind of oh that was like something. oh no it's fine yeah. yeah angina like you can have it's fine that's, that's probably no big deal probably what it was it's still not good still not care. good look i could probably go running right now and be fine Probably. Yeah. You said probably. Yeah. Remember that guy on uh, Rogan's podcast last week or a couple weeks ago? Goggins? The guy that ran all those like ultra oh, marathons yeah, and yeah. shit with a hole in his heart? He had there a heart you attack. Go. Well, he's not a, he, you're in not as good a shape as him. Right. Well, that's genetic. 
Okay. So you're going to talk about heart attacks because of uh, what's because his name? Because it was Kevin Smith. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it just, uh, I feel bad saying this, but Kevin Smith is one of those people uh, that, for those of you that don't know, is a famous director of dick and fart joke movies. Um, and because of that, is uh, he's he is honestly one of the more influential people in my life when it comes to a public figure that I've never actually met in person. Because of dick and fart movies? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because they're really smart dick and fart joke movies they are uh clerks mall rats dogma you're the one that uh, told me Amy. he had a heart attack so where do you know the circumstances where yeah he was, he was, was uh, he does he travels around and does speaking engagements kind of like a stand-up comedy but audience driven where he mm-hmm. does q a people just ask him about things which is to hear him talk about it like in the i want to say 2000 or 2001 was the first time he ever did it mm-hmm. to hear him talk about it like his his agent said hey um College kids love your movies. And he goes, well, yeah, it's about weed and dick and fart jokes. Of course they love my movies. And he said, no, there, there's some smart humor in there, and I think you should go on the college circuit and talk to people. And he goes, what, what am I going to go and talk to them about my movies? And his agent goes, yeah, no, you'll go and stand like on a stage, and people walk up to a mic, and they'll ask you questions, and you answer them. So just Q&A only. Yeah, that's See, what that's he does. easy. If they pay for this, or the colleges. They pay so much fucking money That's easy money. money. Wouldn't you just love to do that and just not have to have a I kind of want to do that a, now. A gig or a skit. Yeah. And just People just, you don't have to study for it. Not, you <laughs> already did by living your life. People yeah. are just asking you about your shit. Yeah. And they're they're brilliant. So Sunday, so he he was getting ready to do a double header. He had already done one uh, at, uh, I think it was UCLA and was going to, and went across town to do another one. And he got to the venue and just was not feeling well. And uh, went in the bathroom, threw up, got lightheaded, laid down, had people bring him water and stuff. And then, and finally he goes, I, I, I'm not getting any better after a couple hours. Uh, and um, his, his main symptom, which this is what scares me when people are like, ah, just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. I had trouble catching my breath and nausea, but my chest didn't hurt and my shoulder didn't hurt like everybody says that they do or your arm didn't hurt. Well, those are still symptoms of a heart attack, but they're symptoms of a really bad version of a heart attack. Like a real, real like, a, like what they call a widow maker, which is what he had. Right. He had 100% occlusion blockage of the LAD. It's a left anterior descending uh, artery. And... LED, like L- vitamin L- LAD, oh. left anterior descending. Lad. So left side, mm-hmm. anterior, Back. excuse me, anterior is a anterior. Oh, posterior is rear, yeah. Right, anterior descending. Mm-hmm. Right, you have one that goes up, one goes down. This is the one that's going down. Okay. It's a big fucker. And some people, they're small. And the thing about him is, is that Kevin Smith has always been fat, like, and he made jokes about it and whatnot. But then a few years ago, three, four years ago, he decided to get serious about getting in shape and lost like 90 pounds or something like that. Just diet and exercise. So he did, uh, did he, did he talk about what he did? Like he did a paleo diet or uh, no, he like just, he, he did uh, calorie counting. He did what? I'm sorry. Calorie counting. Oh, he, he, he's like, it's really sad when I said, I, I tell people I cut back to 2000 calories a day <laughs> 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 and then just became active, started walking and, and whatnot and eventually started jogging. Okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, the Sunday night I was, um, I have, I follow him on Twitter and I have notifications for him and a handful of other people set up to notify me when they tweet and, um, or when somebody tags them in a tweet that I also follow. And it was, I also, I also follow, um, 
one of his main producers who's also always has like a writing credit and he's an actor in most of Kevin Smith's movies. His name's uh, Scott Mosier, who also Scott Mosier and Kevin Smith started the Smodcast Network, which oh, Smod, yes. Smodcast yes. has been going on. I mean, it for a long. It time. was the first podcasting I ever heard of. It was like 2004, maybe 2005. Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, that was yeah, it was one of the first ones I heard of as well. I don't, I never really subscribed to it. I heard it a couple times, went eh, okay, whatever. It was up my alley because I of they talk, they yeah, they just talk about their what they're going, what's going on right. in their lives. And then later on, when um, Jay and Silent Bob get old, mm-hmm. which is the uh, the which is uh, Jason Muse and Kevin Smith, their podcast they do once a week. It started in two thousand seven as a way for Jason Muse to stay sober because oh. uh, he was having trouble getting off the what he he or staying. Uh, staying sober, he he was addicted to uh, heroin. Start off with pills and and ramped it up to actual heroin, and uh, was addicted for like four or five years, a lot longer than most people are addicted to heroin. Okay, and survive, you know, and survive. So they started that podcast. I started following that, and it just got to be cooler and cooler. And the and and honestly, like so. Anyway, so Kevin Smith is doing this double speaking engagement Q and A thing, and I went to the second one. Didn't feel well laid down on the couch and then ended up not moving from the couch. He couldn't stop sweating, couldn't stop like wanting to throw up, but he had no food yeah, that's, in the system. That was nothing like what, I experienced. Okay. So he also had trouble breathing. I never uh, had Not having trouble breathing. It was like he couldn't take a full breath. He, you know, couldn't take a full, he would, he, he the way he described it is he took, would take, try to take a full breath. And it was like, you had to get over this hump and then, Finally, you could take a full breath, and then to let it out was the most excruciating pain he'd ever felt. So the whole inhaling and not being able to make a full breath is from pain. Yes, because you can't because it's painful to do. Right. Okay, I got you. And you're you're by in by inhaling, you're putting pressure on all you know all those all organs, that stuff. All that stuff. Your innards. Yeah. And so uh, he, they've eventually called an ambulance, and uh, he. He has a 20 minute like update video that he posted late last night that I watched, which was just fucking hilarious from the from the hospital bed. That was really funny. And he was talking about how he's like, he's like, I've been with my wife for 20 years this year and I still have sex with her with my shirt on. I do not like taking my shirt off. I don't like my body. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I look naked. It's it is what it is. And those people ended up having to cut my shirt off of me. Well, he got to what? the hospital and was trying to bribe them. Where where was this again? Glendale, this? California. Oh, he, he went he, to Glendale. Uh, okay, Glen, uh, I forget what the hospital is. Uh, it's a famous hospital, which is where he, he lives in California. So yeah, he lives in he lives. He wasn't in, somewhere in Ohio or Kentucky. No, 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 thing no. And, no. Okay. and luckily, uh, his cardiologist, um, who he has one because he started getting fit and started having some issues halfway in, like in the middle of him, like getting in shape. Uh, started having some issues, so he went and got a full workup, and his cardiologist was like, listen, you're predisposed to these conditions because your father dropped out of a heart attack, your mom has had coronary artery bypass grafts, and she's had stents and all this other stuff. So you are potentially have will potentially develop these problems, so it's fine. That cardiologist ended up over at that hospital, like drove across town, and uh, ended up taking care of him. Uh, he ended up, I think he said that they had, two, they had to stent him, like two different stents to hold his... LED open, which is crazy. Hmm. It's amazing that he survived as long as he did because a lot of people just die within a couple hours Wow, of that. Um, but uh, the reason why I bring it up is that, it, that I, at that moment, I didn't realize how much his life has affected my life. And I told Portia this a couple years ago is that uh, Kevin Smith had uh, has one kid. Her name's Harley Quinn Smith, and 
And Har- Harley is a vehicle. Har- yeah, but this is named after... And Porsche is a vehicle. Right. But that's not... <laughs> no. Harley Quinn... See, I brought that in to the conversation. You did. You did. Thank you. I'm taking it out. Oh. Harley Quinn is Har- is 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 uh is is a character from the Batman comics and the animated series. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, Harleen Quinzel is her real name like is it okay. Harley Quinn. He tricked his wife into letting her uh, letting uh, letting him name the kid. She Bat. didn't know that. She had no idea who that was. She's like, "Oh, that's that's, that's a unique. Harley Quinn Smith. That's pretty." And then like later on he's like, "This is what it is." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You fucking asshole." Anyway, Harley Quinn was born uh, a year uh, almost to the day before Portia was. Oh. So at that point, Kevin Smith had put out a, a like a book. He's like, it was called My Life Thus Far. And it, he was like 30. And it was right up until like him getting like it was it was about dealing with the pregnancy, growing up, putting away all the childish bullshit and whatever. And I that book impacted me quite a bit. Even though it took me five or six years to figure that out for myself, I was still being a stupid idiot. But um, and then as as he gets older, he made more movies that were more topical to like my age group and how, my, how mature, is, my maturity how level. Is he? He's forty seven. Okay, so relatively young for a heart attack, except for the fact that his dad dropped dead at like sixty. And uh, there were, um, I think, is this true that there were a lot more heart attacks? let's say, in the 50s of people that were younger than there are now. Is that probably... I, of, I don't know. Not? I don't know the numbers on that. I, I don't even know if I could speak to that. I, For I some reason, it just that, seems to be, my memory of, just seems to be more common, maybe because of more smoking or something. I don't know. Maybe Potentially, yeah. I, I don't know. Because, I mean, you, I you, you heard about people uh, in those days just like like well like my grandfather my mom's mom just dropped dead like dead and like drinking a lot more like i mean like hard liquor drinking more hard smoking and smoking a lot um eating worse i guess like nutrition wasn't as good and less exercise but we also didn't understand health as much as we did we didn't understand uh cardiac health that's true but people were in general thinner back then as they are now we're on balance well you can be thin and and be horribly out of yeah yeah so, or you can be like me and have no blood pressure problems and right. get to a point you know, you'd be fat and have, I, like, I don't have sugar problems. I don't have blood pressure problems. Right. In fact, every once in a while, if I have been sedentary for too long, I'll stand up. I get real lightheaded and come close to passing out. I have low blood pressure problems. I'm fairly certain. So anyway, uh, yeah, he, he kind of went into detail about what happened with him. And, and he's like, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to avoid this. And that's why I made all those changes four or five years ago. Uh, in my life to get more healthy and live longer. And, uh, and now uh, my doc was like, you did all the damage. Like the damage is already done. Mm-hmm. You have, not only do you have, you know, narrow arteries just because that's the way you were born, but you also have heart disease, coronary artery disease that, that runs in your family. So and now you had your two, first heart attack. Two strikes, right? Two big yeah, strikes. Yeah, right. And he's like, and you were fat for the first 40 years of your it life. It kind of reminds me, uh, Steve, that works for me here, he's uh, you know, not a small guy. And he's kind of a, he used to lift a lot of weights and stuff. He did like powerlifting and things. He has really small bones. That's one of his problems. And, you know, he had some back issues and stuff. And he had some degenerative, I don't know what it was. But, but the doctor basically told him with his x-rays and stuff, he goes, you've got small structure anyway. And you got to be careful with all this stuff. You know, you got, you were trying to overcompensate and he was doing all this weightlifting and so he was kind of a little guy and he wanted to get big and, I don't, and buff and he just doesn't I don't know if he was ever I, I don't know that he might have been 
but but yeah. he was yeah. Whereas I, I've got these, I got lar- I have large bones. If you like measure across from here, like the what this watch I have is on the last, the last. You are kind of built. You know this this <laughs> thick, well, and I know I'm not swallowing, and I've gone up and down in actual weight, but my actual bones themselves, your like actual I'll, frame, is pretty thick. Yeah, with I'll, like two like, C's. Again, this is on the last hole of this watch, and, and people want to try this watch because it's kind of weird and large, and they go, and I've had big dudes try it. And it really fits really loosely on them where they can just slip the whole thing off their hand. That's funny. So I don't know. And well, my point is this, is that you were just saying that Kevin Smith had, he was just born with small arteries. Yeah. At least, at least three of his arteries, you know, are yeah. the major ones are, are small. And that happens. Some people have that. Uh, it's just not a, it's, it, it's a known thing. And then a history, family history. And the, the, then the family history and then the history of being unhealthy for years and, yeah. and sedentary. So, like, that really, that spooked the shit out of me because, like, we lose celebrities all the time. But that's one that I just wasn't ready to lose yet because I feel like I've grown up with the guy. Because he is 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Almost exactly 10 years older than me. And... Um, when I worked it like shitty, just shitty, just terrible convenience store or uh, really shitty face to face customer service job, just menial things, menial jobs where you get treated like garbage. Mm-hmm. I would Clerks was my therapy. Did you, did you ever did you ever watch Clerks? Yes, that yeah. was my therapy, and I still I and I so what I blew, I blew through the Jersey trilogy, which is Clerks, uh, Mall Rats, and Chasing Amy. And then I watched Dogma last night and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And I watched three of his Q&A sessions on, uh, that I found streaming online. So I've been, I haven't watched, I haven't really consumed any media in the past three days that didn't have something to do with Kevin Smith. He's but, probably going to, isn't it true also when you, give, you get your arteries uh, stented or whatever, or rotor rooted out that they, uh, you feel a lot better actually. Isn't that not true? It, you can actually, it's, I can't, there's a term for, I heard a cardiologist call it that, I, that one time. And I, so your heart attacks don't just come on all of a sudden. They feel like they do, but they started years before. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, in most cases, at least, at least months before. So um, you most people just, throw it uh it's okay okay the best way to 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 put this is remember when you gave me that bed the (laughs) memory foam mattress yes and i just i told you god damn paul i thought i was just getting older that's why my back kind of hurts when i get up and Mm -hmm. when i get up in the morning and when i stretch it sounds like somebody's walking across popcorn and but no it was just a shitty bed and then you feel great all of a sudden Mm -hmm. because you slowly it's just over time it's a frog in the boiling water or whatever Mm -hmm. so what happens is is you your oxygen level and your energy level are intertwined kind of like a republican listening to fox news over years just slowly (laughs) paul's getting political man (laughs) sorry that's just this is where it goes i just thought it was funny i just thought it really is you don't i don't want media is like that it it, media is totally like that do the same thing with msnbc it's slowly over time changes you and you yes. don't realize it because it's happening so slowly right until you fix the problem and you go holy shit how did i live like this before right because and and he even said that like i said he's he, kevin smith posted a uh, an update video like uh, to twitter yesterday and uh he said that he goes i i was told that i'm not even allowed to drive home i'm not supposed to get up and walk around i'm not supposed to do anything but sit here in my bed and stare at the walls and for how long i for until uh i think he said Thursday, I think tomorrow. Okay. So, uh, and part of that problem is, is what happens is these people get, they, for years, months or years, they felt like shit. 
and then they have the cardiac event, the one that just pushed them over. And I like, fuck, you. now I got to go to the ER. Then they get fixed. They get stented. They get this, a graft, whatever happens. They heal. They start to heal, and then they immediately feel better like wow. because they're getting proper blood flow to everywhere yeah. brain organs your whole well, body their heart's everything. getting the flow that's the main the, thing initially, heart, the right? heart's not and the heart's not having to work as hard to push against whatever that blockage is yeah so you uh, it's 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 pretty amazing to see the difference in people the problem lie in the fact is when when that when those people get all that energy that they haven't had for months or years then they want to get up and move around mm-hmm. and then you fuck yourself all up because yeah. you when you have that kind of like what what like what Kevin Smith had and what a lot of people have, and like I said, they call it the Widowmaker for a reason because it typically kills people. When you have that level of trauma to your body, you should not be getting up and moving around and doing anything. You should be relaxing, hang out with your family, do this, do that. Um, I, I think if I had a, a serious issue like that and a cardiologist that I respect that said, "Here's what you need to do," and he just literally gave me a prescription of, "Don't go anywhere or do anything." For two weeks, I would put it on the calendar and go, gotcha. Done and done. Not a problem. Yeah, I probably would do the same, too. Got plenty of Netflix to watch. Yes. Got plenty of, yeah, walls to look at, books to read, whatever. <laughs> it, it. Most people aren't like that. Most oh. people get stir crazy and they, like, what, well, doctor, God damn it. I, I've, I know how I feel. It's that stubborn... I know more than you kind of thing. Okay, but I, you've been like, yeah, I don't know, you're I would do that if it's something that I that I think is small, like if it's some incision on my leg or something. Okay. Hey, hey, if you go walk around, this is gonna open up and it's gonna be a shitty fucking thing and you're gonna have to get it stitched again. Okay. And if I go out and I fuck it up, then okay, I gotta get it's I fucked it up. But if it's a life threatening thing right. like that, I would probably take it not probably, I would take it more seriously. Are you one of those people that finishes their their antibiotics when you're supposed to? I, I, we talked about this, I believe, is I never did years ago until someone explained to me thoroughly why. Right. And that, and, and, that, I, and that, that bothered me when I learned why, because I went, no one ever told me that. See, and that's a, that, that is patient education. That's a huge patient education problem. There, there's a huge patient education problem in this country. Well, and I'm sure uh, I was uh, told by the doctor, hey, make sure you finish this. Okay. And then I have, if you say it's some kind of a sore throat or some other kind of infection going on, and you feel better, then I would just stop. This is when I was younger, in my teens, let's say, or 20s or something. And then somewhere along the line, I don't know if someone told me this or I actually read it, the reason behind that to totally kill this virus or whatever it is, right? Virus. Bacteria. Bacteria. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, yeah. Virus. Like the AIDS virus. Yeah, going to kill it. Yay. Can't do, doesn't work that way. Paul tried to kill the AIDS virus with more dudes. <laughs> that is some dark humor. That's like the Second Amendment. Let's solve the gun problem with more guns. Oh, there we go again. So what we got here is a fire problem, so we're going to set more fires. <laughs> Except that they do that. I didn't think that, that <laughs> joke through, through yeah. because they do that. Yes. But if you have a giant wildfire, you're probably not going to want to. Right. Start another fire. Um, anyway. So so I didn't start doing that until I actually read it or was explained the, the exact why. And ever since then, which it's been a while since I've had antibiotics, to be honest, but uh, ever since then, I would absolutely complete them. 100%. Yeah, it, it's, on it's the calendar. smarter. Like, there's a reason why it's called a cycle. You're supposed to do the whole thing. I, I, I wasn't being, you know, anti-whatever. Yeah, you, it, you just, it, just, just ignorant of what was supposed to be done. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you feel better then oh, I guess I'm done with those. Well, I don't need I don't need to take the rest of these. Yeah. Anyway, so Kevin Smith's not dead and then I realized that I don't have any original thought or jokes because I stole them all from his movies. Oh. 
I just I I I hadn't gone through and blown through all of his his movies mm-hmm. in years. I hadn't done that. And uh and then I did and I'm like god damn it. Just little things. Little things that I say and do. Like god damn it. I, I think I my straight up fucking stole that. Probably my favorite Kevin Smith is going to have to be Dogma. Oh, it's such a brilliant film. Yeah. I watched it twice. I watched it all of it last night, and then again today when I I, I woke up, <clears throat> right. got an Amazon Fire Stick. Ooh, all right, watch out, Apple. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm and, gonna, have, I'm gonna have to come over and look at your stick. It's you should come over and just kind of look at it and yeah. touch it. Mm-hmm. It was relatively painless to set up. Mm-hmm. It was, and I, I am. We are in no way sponsored by Amazon by any stretch well, we're of imagination. To be. It would be <laughs> great if we were sponsored by Amazon. Brought to you by Amazon Prime. <laughs> Check out the new Fire Stick Pro. Oh my God, it's amazing. So it's uh, how big is it? This this stick. It's adequate. <laughs> no, it's uh, including the little HDMI plug. It's probably four inches, four and, and a half not inches very, long. Not very girthy. No, not at all. Yeah. Maybe uh, one inch. Okay. One inch by, yeah, one inch by half inch. And it comes with a remote, obviously. Yeah, it comes kind. with a remote that is Alexa enabled, so it's voice controlled. So it comes also with an Alexa pod? It doesn't come with an Alexa pod. It's built into the remote. Oh. The unfortunate thing about it is is I must, must have misunderstood or misread something, or I just haven't figured it out, because I've only played around with it for a couple hours now. Okay. Uh, I was under the impression that, like, if you lose the remote, you can speak to it, you know, speak to it, and it'll start making a noise. So you can find it. So from across the room, you should be able to say, you know, uh, Alexa, play Pandora, you know, whatever radio station, and it'll bring it up and play it just like it does with the uh, Amazon Echo and the Pod and mm-hmm. the Alexa, all that other shit. I have, I didn't figure out how to do that. So either I need to work on that more or figure that out. But anyway. or it doesn't, do, it does it do it for sure? You're saying? Or you- I think so. Like I said, I only got a couple hours to fart around with it. I will be definitely messing around with it more the, tomorrow. Um, the new Apple. When you say new Apple, you talking about the one that I have? Yeah, the one that you have. I, I don't have that. Okay. that I have a third generation, which is the little tiny box. This one, um, you can speak into that that remote also, yeah. which is slightly better than the first remote. I think they were just trying to be can a little... Can you speak into it from across the room, though? I have never done that. So you have to press a button on there to talk into it. Yes, you do. Okay, so that's how this one works. Okay. So you have to press a button, which is handy if you, you know, because it's... Uh, you don't... Nobody wants a clunky uh, keyboard on their remote. No. Nobody wants to leave a keyboard sitting on their coffee table. Of course, there's the app that you taught me about with it, that you can set up on your iPad or iPhone. Exactly, to use. which Amazon has that with their on the, for phones and whatnot. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, what's really neat about it is it's uh, it's Android based, which I normally shit on, and people know that. But Android is just Linux, and I love Linux, and I've been using Linux for 15 years, and it's very modifiable. So there's very there. Have you ever messed around with a jailbroken iPhone? No. There's like all sorts of bat way back when when Apple was still a little more locked down, you could uh, jailbreak your your iPhone and do uh, all sorts of cool shit that uh, that maybe Apple didn't want you to do. Uh, and there's actually legal proceedings, and Apple said you, that should be illegal. This is our intellectual property. You're just using our software for the hardware that you purchased and people are like no we own the whole thing mm-hmm. supreme uh, I, I don't know if it was made as a supreme court but i know that a, some high federal court said no they own this device they own the operating system they can do with it whatever they want so then apple said fine fuck you so then they really clamped down so now it's, it's virtually impossible to jailbreak your iphone but now you don't really have to 
most of the shit that you used to do on a jailbroken iPhone, you can do now. Yeah. Um, I only had mine jailbroken f- because uh, f- uh, for a long time because I wanted to use Flux, which is the dimming app that kind of turns things a little sepia based on what oh, time of yeah, day yeah. it is. Well, yeah, they, you were saying that earlier. iOS on, I 9, that. I think, uh, introduced that. So yeah. you don't really even need, need to do it anymore. Anyway, so you can... Um, quote unquote jailbreak this it's 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 actually called side loading but you have to turn off a couple of the settings and then you download a special browser for it and then you can put all sorts of illicit shit that you can find all over the, the internet there's apps for there's apps that are not part of the amazon store that are part of different app stores you can buy sure I mean, all every porn site you can possibly imagine has one because that's what, that was the first thing that loaded when I is when porn I not up. good enough for you on Pornhub, Joe? Well, no, that's the thing. Like, if I wanted a Pornhub app, oh, I have to go into this special program, oh, because it's not uh, deemed appropriate for the Amazon Fire Stick. Sure, but you can just put it on there. Did, did you it's also not a native app? Did you also notice like when you're? Um, well, people know people notice this. It's easy to notice when you, when you're texting on an Apple device, and you're going to be texting a swear word. It doesn't it doesn't do that. It, Mine does now. <laughs> That's probably because I've typed "fuck" so many times. Right. Like I was trying to. I was messing. No, with I Porsche don't mean duck. Duck. I no, really. I tried to text duck, and it auto corrected to, to fuck. fuck. That's, I shit you not. I was texting Porsche last night or two nights ago, and that's exactly what fucking happened. I was like. Duck, so two duck, two ducks duck, are walking two fucks are walking two, across these, the street. These, these two ducks, like no, these two fucks, these fucks. <laughs> but now I've done it so many times. It finally learned it. Yeah, it just took forever. I How think. long did it take for it to learn it? Because Lake Havasu was have a Sue, H A V E A S U E. Now I dated a woman named Sue. I went, well, I've had a Sue. I've had a Sue. But, but oh, <laughs> that's my mom's name. I'm man. sorry. Damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's rough. But it was funny for myself. But it but. I don't know if it's learned it or not. It's like how long, like hangar, hang R, airplane hang R. More people talk about I have close hangers than hang R. Corrected it a thousand times, and it still doesn't know that I want to say hang R. It fucking just really just gets you pissed because it's hang R. It knows me. You get it does not know me. It should isn't it supposed to learn? No, it it is. It is. It is. And I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why it hasn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good explanation for you. Nope. You should write your congressman, <laughs> who probably uses a flip phone. <laughs> it's like uh, like if, if Apple had a uh, had an Alexa device, it would say, "Hey, Steve Jobs." That's how you would summon it if it were like an Alexa. Steve. Hey, hey Steve. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> no, not not you, Steve. Steve, the electronic person. No. The the AI. <laughs> There's a technology that freaks me out. Oh, uh, God. Anyway, yeah, just to wrap up the Kevin Smith thing. So I blew through all, all his movies. Maybe at some point, someday, he'll listen to this podcast. And so I want him to say, I fucking thank you. I love you. Thank you so much for not dying. And please keep producing things. I can't wait for Clerks 3. So I've got a feeling he's going to be talking to his cardiologist a little bit more and probably getting, I will, who knows, might be getting a little more. He tweeted a couple times today because people had asked him questions and tweeted at him and asked him, you know, are you going to make a full recovery or are you going to have to make any lifestyle changes? He goes, I, my doc said I don't have to make any lifestyle changes that are permanent. It's only the next few days that I have to really just kind of relax, can't drive a car for 10 days. 
He's like, he doesn't want me to ride in a car or ride a bike, do anything where I might fall off of something or have an impact of trauma. Sure, understand for the next few days because well, because they went in, they they went in femorally, so like in his crotch, right, and you know, in your groin, mm-hmm. and that's how they put the stents in. And so like, <clears throat> if you knock that loose and you start to bleed, if you don't immediately stop that bleeding, you can bleed out very fucking quickly. Sure, it's bad. It's really bad. I, I wouldn't have a hard time. I would I would not have a hard time staying home. Fuck no. You know. A doctor told me, hey, you're a lazy fuck. Continue being a lazy fuck until you're healed up. Done. Right. Done and yeah. done. Not a not It's a like telling me, hey, listen, don't change your name. Continue being Joe. Continue to chill. I have no problem doing that. I would have no, zero issues doing that. Yeah. Now, it does get to be a pain in the ass. Like, like Kevin Smith is lucky. Like he's got his wife and his daughter. His daughter lives in Southern California. Like mm-hmm. she lives like two blocks away, and his wife, him and his wife, live together. For you or I, it would be a little tougher because, like, if I had a heart attack today, I need to go fucking grocery shopping. So I'd have to have somebody bring me things. I just pay people. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think I have at least one or two friends that would probably bring me shit. <laughs> you have to pay me something. Yeah, but you turn in. What does your fucking dick? All right, fine. <laughs> a quarter. A quarter. For I will, twenty-five uh, cents. Oh, here's two bits. I'll Ding, go sh- and just <laughs> flip it to you. <laughs> You know, we could buy bits. a gallon of gas when I was a kid for 25 He's like, cents. you rub the bunion on my foot, I'm going to give you a whole quarter. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have people that would... Uh, I definitely have yeah. people where I could force the spawn to do it. I, th- I like to think that she's yeah. like, that old ass, he can fucking rot and shit. And like, he did this to himself. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope she never gets to that point. Nah. Probably not. It's, I probably, don't it's probably there now. Wait, she, well, yeah. she's getting cynical. It's funny. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's at her I, young age. At, at, yeah, at her she's advanced age. 18. Age. She yes. can't even vote yet, and she's already cynical as hell. It sucks, man. It sucks. I can't wait to see her marching into... When she turns 18, she'll be here, but she'll be voting. Will she be legally living in Tucson? How's that work? Where is she going to vote first? What do you mean? Well, I mean, will she be, she'll be in Tucson in November. Yeah, she'll vote on campus. So she'll be a resident of Tucson, right? Right. Okay. Now, here's the thing, though. I think there's special provisions. It might be state by state, state to state, but I think there's special provisions for um, if you're at college, just like if you're in the military, just because you don't live in that area. If your quote unquote home base would be out of, say, Kingman, like she's from Kingman and her mom lives here. I live here. That's kind of her home base. She's just temporarily going, temporarily going to be living in Tucson. Let's so say. My, my my question I think would she be, she could vote in the election, a local election, in in November, even though she I, lives in Tucson. I think she needs to figure that out. I, I'm going to have to look into it because now I kind of wonder about yeah, it. Yeah, I do. Too. I'm almost positive you can because it falls under like the, under like the military clause. Okay. Like one of the guys that I work with, uh, Ronan, he like when he has to vote. Um, he had to. He he's in the he's a Navy CB. He's so uh, the, he's Navy uh, naval. What is that? Uh, active. Active reserves. reserves. Yeah. yeah. So he, uh, whenever he, he was gone in the last election. So like in the 2016 election, he, when he was uh, on deployment in, I think Japan, he voted in the Kingman local oh, election. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say, I was thinking that the military clause would be like Santa Claus, but with like ammo belts. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like reindeers that are like, ah, la, 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 la. oh God. Oh <laughs> That's my the God. That's the military clause. Military clause. No, not militant. <laughs> Sorry, I get those two confused all the time. <laughs> Militant claws. Oh, hey, here's your fucking gifts. <laughs> down the oh chimney and just start throwing shit down. You've been a bad boy. Do I get some coal? No. Brat, <laughs> brat. That's it. Or calling in the airstrike from the what's the what's the the warthog? 
A10. 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 Yeah. Wow, yeah. It's like the, have you heard what they sound like? Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you heard one in person? <laughs> yeah. The last air show they had one here. Was it two, uh, uh, 1971 or something whenever they had an air show <laughs> here in Kingman? Actually, no. The last one, they did not have an A-10. They had F-16s. The, the, uh, 2007 was a eight, maybe? They had a demonstration of, of the F-16s that were here. No, it was later than that. Do you remember the one that they... I, I remember they had an A-10 here, yes. I do yes. remember that. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, I always knew it was a cool plane, but I didn't know it was that fucking cool. Yeah. It's amazing. It's the Air Force does this. Because like an army thing, because it's always supporting ground troops and right. It's a, it's interesting. I think that the air force has the they A-10. have like that that intersexual kind of thing going on. Inter, yeah, inter, inter, interracial, interracial, in, inter intramilitary, intermilitary. Yeah, and it's not. These are air force pilots, and they're the marines or army does not have A-10s. It's only air force, as far as I know. Hmm. Plane talk here in Cartoon Casual. Once Welcome again. back to Plane Talk with Paul and Joe. Joe doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, and Paul does. We should take a break. I need to fill up my wine glass. Hey, you know what's good about wine? Um, no burping, no farting. There's that. There's <laughs> if you drink good wine, there's no hangover. We're going to find out, I guess. Is that, uh, first of all, I've got more. That's one good thing. <laughs> you know, the <laughs> best part about wine is that Paul's always got more. <laughs> and the thing, second thing is that. I have not had much to eat today, but I'm sure this is most alcohol, but it kind of you have this sort of warm wine feeling, red wine feeling so kind of washes over you. I don't know if it's social cues. I, Tim and I have talked about this before, and I, and I always say this to people that, oh, look, Jägermeister makes me want to fight people. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's because you're it's in a, a bar where you're serving sh- Jaeger. Right. What, what, whatever bar you're at is serving Jaeger has probably got a bunch of aggressive sub-25-year-old right. subhuman assholes. Right. So then you want to fight. Okay. But you could just as easily be drinking fucking, like, what is that? Fucking the pink wine? Red Zinfandel? Or oh, white God. Zinfandel? Yeah. You could be drinking sparkly white Zinfandel and still get into a fight because it's all ethanol if you were drinking all the same chemical if you were drinking uh jägermeister like in the mediterranean coast like the like the south of france just sitting around in provence swirling your your tumbler of jägermeister you might have better conversations and not get into a fist fight (laughs) we should go to the Cannes film festival man and just just bring a bottle bottles bottles of jägermeister and just get tuned up yeah have good conversations with some people and artists and and they, they go, oh, I haven't and had Jaeger fu- in decades. Let's boom, let's bring it and out. And all of a sudden, everybody starts drinking it, and then everybody fights each other. <laughs> At the Cannes Film Festival. You have all festival. these indie filmmakers. Con, 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 Con. Film Festival. Ken. Anyway, yeah, it's all the same booze, but I feel like it's a social It's a social thing. It's um, your reaction to alcohol is what your frame It's like It's like psychedelics. It's your set and your setting. Your mindset and where you're at. Like, you're not normally going to have a red glass of wine like this at Sporties. I kind of want Sporties to carry some really high class They should like have a wines. couple of good expensive bottles yeah. of wine. Yeah. Fuck that. They've got some expensive whiskeys in there. They have they really do. expensive tequilas. Yep. Why can't they have good red wine? Maybe I want to have a glass of red wine while I avoid the gentleman vomiting in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's get some more wine. We'll be Fine. right back with more Cartoon Casual. We're going to do this song for useless... Black and blue when she called me names Chained her to the basement wall Where she went insane And I was in the whips and things She was in the 
Sally worked at Kelly's farm. She showed me her titties, Ronnie Murphy's car. She was the first lady to let me go that far. Finger fucking Sally down at Kelly's bar. And Pussy and Pamela went to Elliot High. Caught her in the bathroom, I thought she would die. Eating Susan's pussy, licked that sucker dry. Pussy eating Pamela went to Elliot High. Oh, suck em, silly Shirley came out after dark. She would give us head jobs in Centennial Park. All the girls would snub her, said she was a narc. Suck em, silly Shirley from Centennial Park. Yes, good old buddy Mary's on the rag again. Pussy eating Pamela's got blood on her chin. Suck em, silly Shirley got caught after dark. Finger fucking Sally in Centennial Park. Now, pussy eating Pamela in the county jail. Suck em, silly Shirley left town on the rail. They sent Buddy Mary to defend for life. And finger fucking Sally, she became my wife. And I was in the whips and things, she was in the pain. And I would beat her black and blue when she called me names. Chained her to the basement wall where she went insane. And I was in the whips and things, she was in the pain. Oh, finger fucking Sally worked at Kelly's bar. She showed me her titties and Ronnie Murphy's car. She was the first lady to let me go that far. Finger fucking Sally down at Kelly's bar. And pussy eating Pamela went to Elliot High. Caught her in the bathroom, I thought she would die. Eating Susan's pussy, lick that sucker dry. Pussy eating went to Elliot High. Oh, suck em, silly Shirley, came out after dark. She would give us head jobs in Centennial Park. All the girls would snub her, said she was a narc. Suck em, silly Shirley, from Centennial Park. Yes, good old Buddy Mary's on the rag again. Pamela got blood on her chin. Suck em, silly Shirley. Got caught after dark. Finger fucking Sally in Centennial Park. Now pussy eating Pamela in the county jail. Suck em, silly Shirley. Left town on the rail. They sent Buddy Mary to defend for life. And finger fucking Sally. She became my wife. Oh, I was in the whips and things. She was in the pain. And I would beat her black and blue when she Ben Franklin. So, it hurts when you get hit in the balls. I want to know why. Why does it hurt? Because there's lots of nerve endings there. Anywhere on your body, it's an evolutionary thing if you believe in that sort of thing. If you believe the earth is 6,000 years old... Then this has no relevance to you, and you probably don't listen to our podcast anyway. And a sphere we talked about. It is a sphere off off, uh, off camera, <laughs> off camera, off camera, off camera. We talked about the Earth being a sphere and weird things like altitude records and on the polar vortex because things collect down there at the bottom of the sphere. But then there's something about getting. I asked Paul if he'd ever been kicked in the balls before, and 
I'm like, not oh. sure why he asked me that, but he did. Yeah, and I, 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 I've done the kicking, and I've been kicked. And I can tell you right now, I got hit in the ball so hard one time, I went past pain and straight to rage. And that was probably the most angry I've ever been at somebody before. And I ended up having to ice my balls down for a couple of days so, afterward. But, like, that guy, that guy, I probably didn't do I, it he, again. He probably didn't ever do that again. He probably didn't breathe correctly ever again, too, because it was, it was bad. So... I got suspended. So you're saying there's nerve endings inside the testes, like in, in the scrotal in, in sac there. and everywhere, like all around. But yeah. the sac, it's a bundle of nerves. Any anywhere on your body that needs to be protected, yeah, is going to have lots and lots and lots of nerve endings because that's where your pain, the, your pain sensing comes from. And if you sense the pain, then you're going to protect that body part. You need your balls to re- to, to reproduce. I think evolution should have. Uh, we should be be growing a like a shell over your balls with with breathing holes in them. Except that they need to stay at a, a like 97 degrees or something like that. That's why they hang away. Do you know, know that? I know. And yeah. When you jump into cold water or whatever, everything gets all sucked up inside your body. It does. <laughs> Are you okay? I you, never. You, you know that it does, Joe. You can jump in a cold pool. No, I. I what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> then your then your balls retract into your body. They they suck up next to your body. Yeah, that's not normal. That doesn't. Yes, happen they do. To you. No, that doesn't happen. Are to you me. shitting me, Mister Medical never, Guy? I've never ever had that happen before. When you when you jump into a cold thing of water, your balls suck up. There's a little something's wrong with you. You're missing a muscle in your body. <laughs> You're the one whose balls go up inside his body. They when don't go up inside. They, they go up tighter against your body, and everything shrivels up, and, and, and including your wiener, and 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 then it it it, uh, it sucks up against your against your against your body to warm. Look I'm, that up. I'm I've never heard that before. Oh my god! <laughs> I love fucking with you, Paul. It's great. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> yeah, of course I have. I'm a human male. Jesus God! Thank you. There, there you go. Now I was gullible. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, anywhere like on your head, face, your nose, you need your nose to smell like to scent, to smell food, okay. smell the opposite sex, to right. reproduce and all that stuff. So S- you ever been hit in the nose before? Yes. And it fucks you all up, right? Oh yeah. Nerve endings. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so you got to protect the, you have to protect your balls. So in other words, it's painful there because they do something important. Yes. And therefore you should be protecting them. Vital to the species. And not get kicked in the balls. Yes. Write that down, ladies and gentlemen. Do not get kicked. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. And ladies, if you if you if you ever ever are encountering yeah, but think it's funny. a situation where you think it's funny, be prepared to get knocked the fuck out. Right. It's not, it, it's, not it, it's, it's not funny. It's not funny. For serious purposes only. It's incredibly painful. Now, whatever you and your your whatever you and the dude do behind closed doors, you want to mash right. his testes with a stiletto heel. Hey man, oh, yeah. hey. more power to you. Go whatever. for it. Yeah. I have a friend who got us kicked out of a strip club one time because he asked the dancer, as it were, how much it would cost for her to step on his balls. I think that's an okay question. Yeah, maybe, but not at that strip club because oh. we were all asked to leave. Yeah, and you were, then, you were escorted out. Well, yeah, and then when the four of us stood up to leave and we were all like three out of the four of us were bigger than the bouncer, he's like, you guys, could you guys please leave? <laughs> yes. So we'll leave. Left, left. We'll leave because my friend is nasty. He same friend. We, we were a little uh, tuned up. Yeah, we were intoxicated mm-hmm. by the alcohol, the devil's drink. At uh, 
oh shit what's the name of the uh uh the the ice cream place where they they have the paddles and they mix the ice cream oh up. uh cold still creamery yes yeah, cold stone stone cold stone cold stone steve creamery no cold stone yes cold stone creamery yeah. so we're at cold stone creamery and we're getting some ice cream and the one friend is far more intoxicated than us he's also the one who apparently likes his testes mashed <laughs> very so you, so you learned a little bit about v- him that y- night y- oh yeah very loudly from across the room goes <laughs> hey man <laughs> hey joe ask him i'm like what do you want me to ask them He's like ask him ask him how much it'll cost for them to mash my balls against <laughs> the cold stone with those paddles <laughs> And, that, and at that Did you guys point, get kicked out of the no, Coastal Creamery no, also? Oh. But those high school girls working behind the <laughs> behind the counter at Coldstone, <laughs> they were horrified. They probably thought it was and funny. Shout out to uh, Mr. Josh Gagno, who's going to remember that story. He's probably pissing himself with laughter right now because he this? was present. This was in Bullhead. Do they still have one down there? Yeah. Yeah, it's right down there by, uh, by Coles. Someone said they had one here. That's not true. No, they it? did have one here. It oh, was, they did? It closed a few months before I moved here, but they had one. Yeah. I'm surprised, even though it's Kingman, but you know, not a lot of money here, I understand. But I'm kind of surprised it didn't make it. Places like that should make it. I think it's kind of expensive, I think, f- for what people think or for what people... You know, God damn it, just a scoop of ice cream. Well, yeah, it, right, exactly. But it's good quality ice cream. And they, and they But they didn't it. have a Baskin-Robbins here for years either. Yeah. I mean, 15 years, 18 years, something like that. Which they have one now. Yeah, there's one now. Years. And about it's, to get a Dunkin' Donuts. There's more comments on on our Facebook local pages about the Dunkin' Donuts coming in than the other really important things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. People are really excited about second rate donuts and third rate coffee. Like right. I, but it's something new and interesting, sure. and it's fine. You know, In and Out Burger is kind of boring. It's good, but it's still it's still boring. There's a bunch. But of when this when this In and Out Burger opened up, man, I didn't go there for the, for a month. You couldn't get near the place. Yeah, I don't go there. I've only been there like five times since I've lived here, probably. Wow, really? Yeah, that's it. That's oh, good. I mean, they're good burgers. It's yeah, good, it's simple, bad. simple quality food. You know. I uh, noticed all the businesses opening up within city limits, despite the tax we have. So there you go. Crazy people. how, in spite of that high tax, yeah, there are more are... and more businesses coming in. Wah, wah. They've been planning on it for a while, and they're not going away. Just a thought. Yeah, go ahead. Let's move past that. Yes, thank before you. Before we politicize things too much. Yeah. And. I don't even remember. Oh, uh, we're not going to politicize. We were talking about Ben Franklin a little bit earlier. Yeah, we talk, talked about Ben Franklin. Well, we talked about him before because he it, was like... It, well, it stemmed from the fact that people have this conception or this misconception about France. And it yes. comes from that just barely post 9-11. They didn't support us going into Iraq. They didn't do, you know, and, and, and whatnot. And and it was stupid when they changed the remember that the freedom fries bullshit and oh my god all that garbage freedom toast yeah and they surrendered to the Nazis fine mm-hmm. that's fine but the French resistance won World War Two they helped it a the, whole the, lot the, the 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 kingdom of France gained us the United States that's yes they they, they, they really knew, War. And, and the person and I didn't know this I didn't realize. I mean, I kind of knew this, but like the unofficial ambassador of the colonies to France, which which kind of made him uh, not kind of did make him a traitor to the uh, you know to England was Ben Franklin because uh-huh. he had been going to France for years and you know well you know you know he was he was doing good work he enjoyed the ladies but he enjoyed the French ladies and the wine and the wine and, 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 and the food, food and all and all that, that. but he also was garnering tons of support for the the French to come over and help us f- defeat. 
uh, the English yeah, and, and it, established our country. And I, it wasn't probably super difficult for him to do that, but he had to do it anyway. Because, you know, the French and the English get along so well over the Last centuries. 1,500 years. <laughs> so They've had so some conflicts. It wasn't too difficult. So it was they, I believe, about 60% or half, more than half of the gunpowder we got from France during the earlier yeah. years, I believe. Which is, that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. That, that's bad that, I mean, I think of if we supplied if we, or if we got um i don't know it, let's say we mined the uranium for the bombs that we dropped on hiroshima and nagasaki if we mined them from another country how bad of a taste would that leave in that country's mouth for a long time oh, if they, yeah. that that shit came out yep kind of like the dick sporting goods thing we were talking about today exactly they, they, they made that uh the, that statement about how uh they're not gonna they're be, making some changes yeah they're not gonna, gonna sell any guns selling under 21 military or, type guns and no one under 21 and they're going to lose some customers, but they're going to probably gain some too. They're probably going to gain some customers, and they're going to save face because they and they flat out. I couldn't believe that they admitted it. Yeah, I, uh, when I first their, read that, their PR person has balls that clank, and they admitted that that one the the shooter in Parkland, Florida, had purchased one of his not one of the guns that he used, used. It was but a one shotgun. of his shot one of his you know firearms, his shotgun at his house was purchased at Dick's Sporting Goods. Yep. And I when I first read them, I went, holy cow, this is their official statement too. And they and that's short sort of admitting that, okay, we may not be the cause of this, but we're certainly we helping. Could, they could very well have been the cause yeah. of something. Not, or, or not, not a cause, but a, a, a contributing, contributing factor. factor. Of course, he could have bought it somewhere else. But just to, again, blatantly say, that's probably what got to him is that they learned that one of the firearms this guy that obviously has mental problems purchased was at their place. And they went, shit, you know. They gotta buy them somewhere, and that's yeah, you know. absolutely. And and I, I thought that was kind of cool that they uh, that they admitted that. That's one of those things that I've noticed. Uh, I mean, I've I've worked in for big companies for fifteen years or so, eighteen mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And um, when I worked at Frontier, they refused to admit that they made a mistake. Ever. Anything, probably never, never admitted that they made a mistake. Yeah. That a product was a bad idea. That it was launched, you know prematurely or that they designed a product wrong or that their internet is no good or that that, 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 that they refuse to admit that. Or even say that we have an issue with this area and we're working on it right now. We're going to solve right. the and problem. They, they just won't. Yeah. They won't do it. They're like, oh, we're doing everything we can. We don't know why you're having a problem. They won't admit that there's a problem. Sounds kind of Trump. Oh no, I'm serious. He, I, I hate to, you know, whatever. He's he's the guy that's he, he is nothing. Kinda, he does nothing wrong, according to he, him. He, that's true, and according to him, that he, you know, he delivered Christ from Mary's womb, and right. the sun sets right. on his ass. Anyway, yeah, but uh, yeah, that that not that just admitting that there's a problem, mm-hmm. and that they're potentially part of the problem. Made me want to shop at Dick's. I can't afford to. Yeah, because fucking Dick's Sporting Goods is hot. Well, it might be something there you want to buy. You could buy a pair of hiking socks. You Which buy, I would. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, and I, like that. and then that I think that's great. Like you said, they'll lose some customers. Yeah, but they're gonna piss some. off a few people. But they'll gain some. Yeah, I think they'll gain some, and they'll retain. And did, that's the big one: is retain you, the customers. Did you know that Ben? I believe Ben Franklin did this. We're talking about like uh, like uh, terrorism. Isn't it true? We looked this up that, that Ben Franklin actually sent or was going to send a box of rattlesnakes to England. He said that he was going to and I want, I, I swear or not that he was going to. I think I think he did. I think I remember reading somewhere. I think he did too. Kevin? That he did. Kevin? Kevin works with us one day. One time. One time we scared him off. Yeah. 
It's too bad. May never come back nah, again. I, don't I think know. I think Kevin will be back. He'll maybe. be back for sure. Probably. So Ben Franklin's over there. Uh, he loved France because they ate their dinner like at nine p.m. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's and, right. And 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 they had all this fantastic food and wine. And he we get invited to all these. He was a rock star over there, Joe. He would go over there and he was like, you know, because America was trying to form and they were trying to get their their act together. And he was the big ambassador to garner support from France. And he would go over there partying around, get invited to all these places and discuss politics, science. He was a scientist. He was like the first really official kind of American. American scientist. Scientist. I believe yeah. he was considered that. And he, so they were all, this was a turn on to the ladies. Yeah. Wait a second. Wow. Wait a second. It was. I feel like maybe Eli Whitney was kind of before him. Or would, would Eli Whitney be considered a... Well, uh, not a scientist. He invented he an engineer. a couple things. Engin- yeah, but yeah. So there's a difference because Franklin did research. He discovered the Gulf Stream, for example. Oh, that's right. He put a bunch of bottles and notes <laughs> and things. Because he went back and forth a lot and threw these bottles. I didn't know that until like two years ago. You told me that. And I'm like, oh, really? He, he <laughs> discovered the, the Gulf, Gulf Stream. Oh, okay. He actually did. He probably invented fire, too, didn't he, Paul? <laughs> then I looked it up. I'm like, motherfucker, Paul was right. <laughs> and he had all these, yeah, these bottles he would throw in, and people would, he would ask them to make notes, right, and throw them back in and where they were and the, the time. And people would mostly, oblo- had enough people yeah. cooperating that found these bottles and stuff, would write a note on there and throw it back in the damn water. And then, that, then he, I do <clears throat> remember reading an article about it, and it blew my mind that not only did he, discover the Gulf Stream, but he was able to explain why um, England and, you know, well, the British Isles are at the same latitude as Scandinavia and don't get near as much snow and are not nearly as cold and can have actually warm summers mm-hmm. as opposed to like he was kind of the mild. Um, like they, they, he explained that, which they couldn't explain that before. And then of course, like, it's kind of a big deal. People use the trade winds and the. Um, uh, <sighs> What do I call the uh, when the water moves around? <laughs> when the water moves well, you around. We know, and the ocean it flows. What the fuck? My mind is the shot. The ocean's a flow. The earth is flat. <laughs> I forgot. You're, why is your mind shot? You didn't do anything today. I know, I had, I'm on one and a half glasses of wine. One right and a half glasses of wine, and Paul's already giving me hand Done. jobs and can't fucking remember words. Nope. Yep. You mean like ocean w. currents? Currents, thank you. You couldn't have, remember the word currents? <laughs> of course. It wasn't like Coriolis effect or fluid dynamics. Other, or, so, so there's that. So he, But other uh, uh, people that sailed around the world knew all. They knew the trade wind. But they didn't really probably study it. Like, you know, and they knew they were there, but they weren't studying it and trying to figure it out and what caused it or what would be this certain effect. I think that Franklin was one of the first ones, I'm pretty sure, to really try to nail this down, I think. For sure between, in the Atlantic Ocean anyway, between America and you know, the old country. The old country. So so he would go around and have these late dinners and flirt with all the French ladies and drink wine and have these late meals. And, and just, in the meantime, make all these friends that are like, oh, we will give you the gunpowder. Right, that kind of thing. So he came back with gunpowder in his pockets. In his, so Brent Franklin suitcase. shipped it all back via the Gulf Stream. Right. And that's and so that's he was uh, the most important ambassador. But think about that. It's one guy. I'm not sure anybody else really did as much as he did, he was. Imagine Je- uh, he, Jefferson was a big uh, proponent of France. Like he, he's a francophile, big time. I don't know if he did. But he did traveling. He, yeah, he, I don't think he did the, as much traveling. I know that there's thousands of letters of correspondence between Jefferson and uh, and France, and ver- just he just sure. addressed it to France. France. Anybody reads it, whoever picks right. it up, just reads it. No, like to actual like uh, 
uh, gentry in France. Dignitaries and, and, and officials. and Now, there's also... Um, that's something that I, the more I get into American history, early American history, it boggles my mind because I mean, we barely touch upon that shit in schools. And I went to some good schools. Like a couple... One of the you know high schools I went to, we graduated. Some people went to Harvard and Yale, and a bunch of bunch of highbrow asshole type mm-hmm. super smart fuckers mm-hmm. went to the high school I went to in in Ohio. And our history class didn't fucking scrape the surface because it, it, it the way you read it in uh, history in high say junior high and high school is that uh, the United States was. Basically, it was a loose conglomeration of colonies, and uh, then one day they decided, uh, well, we're going to take up arms and we're going to fight this guy, and then they wrote a document and they told the guy, we're going to fight you, and then a few years later, uh, they won. Like it's but, so simplified and so disgustingly, like just so disgustingly distilled and simplified that there's there's a ton of work that went in there. There's a lot of, for years that people were sending letters and meeting in secret. There was a that was, shitload going on. That any one of those people, if they find if the wrong person found out what they were doing, would have had their throat slit in the central square. But, but no how, trial, no nothing, just but straight up treason. How much, like, if you were, if it's a uh, what uh, in um, elementary school or junior high school or whatever you have when you have American when you first start getting semi serious about American history, you know, there's so much there, and there's a limited amount of time. You have to decide who decides and how much, how deep do you want to go? How much, you know, Ben Franklin should be given an entire semester, obviously, really. I mean, think about it, the work that he did, but he, he can't do that. Well, so I, how much do you give him in a book? A half a page? You know, a yeah. couple. Pa- I don't know. I mean, he should have a whole lot more. I'm not just going to focus on him. But I think kids need to have more reports. They need to do more reports on people. I remember doing that bio, biographical reports. I had one history class in seventh grade. Mr. Roberts, Eli, when you hear this, you'll know that I'm like have like acid in my throat talking about Mr. Roberts, but. He was a decent teacher, even though he was a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and he would have us do that once a week. We had to do a report on a figure in American early American history, and which is weird because I don't know how I didn't learn much about. Uh, who's the guy we've talked about before? That um, the pamphlet John Locke. Oh uh, no, not, not um, John Locke. Um, um, holy crap! Wow, the pamphlet that essentially they say the, the America Com- Common Sense by. Um, Holy crap! It wasn't he, John Locke? He, he's one of the, he was and he, and he was not liked because he was he was also a uh, well he a, was an, liked, an atheist he was liked he was an atheist he was an atheist in the 1700s yeah and uh, John uh, oh my God there's certain people gonna listen to this they're gonna go Paul really you can't remember this motherfucker's name don't tell me give give me his initials give me his first name initial uh, okay hang, hang on first name initial just look up common sense by. It was the trying to get everybody riled up. It was the it was considered the pamphlet that got everybody thinking we need to do our phone fucking country. This is bullshit. T. P. Oh my God! See, after two glasses of wine, I cannot. This is funny. Oh, Thomas Paine. There we go. Thank you. Oh my God! If you were a twenty-two-year-old female, I'd ask you to take your shirt off and be like, oh, okay. and I would. Oh, guys, what we do now? Jesus, Thomas Paine. Thomas well, Paine. You didn't think of it either. Ask no, much, but know. I, I could come up with somebody. I thought it was John Locke. He, he's got really good Thomas quotes. Pa- fantastic quote. So he was he he was the guy that got it kind of going. Thomas the Revolution. Paine, he, he really did. He had that that common sense, which I looked up one night because I I do that. And I was like, I, I wonder how much. Or I wonder if there's any of those pamphlets left. There are, aren't there? There's like 30 or 40 of those original pressing pamphlets of common mm-hmm. sense. Uh, Thomas Paine was at 17, 
1760. I won't, I won't tell you that, so I'm not going to. But I believe he, 1775. I believe, 1775 the, I believe they were just because people always went in the evenings. Many of them went to pubs and stuff, and he that's where he put handed this shit they out. Would put them out on the table. It was like the modern yeah. Twitter or the modern Facebook or something. Very was, much so. And that was that's how you communicated. And uh, it that the. the, the the country may have been built around the Constitution, but it, but it was built on that pamphlet. Yeah. And the shitty thing is he pissed off. He managed to piss off so many people that, what was it, his two servants and, like, one other person at his funeral, showed up that was to his it. funeral? There was, like, three people at his funeral. Yeah. And, and and he wasn't given enough, just was not given enough long-standing. But that's how it happens a lot, too, is, like, once someone gets things going, that same guy is not necessarily the same guy to finish it off. Of course, of course. You know, it's just the, you He's, get... He was the fluffer for America. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Thomas Paine, America's fluffer. The America's There's fluffer. a t-shirt right there. Like yeah, I would he, wear that he t-shirt. Was, he America's was it. Fluffer. That's what he was. Wasn't he buried in England? No, he was, I think he was... I think the rumor was that they shipped his bones somewhere or, something. or they burned him or threw him in the Chesapeake Harbor or something. I, I thought he was never even an American citizen, I think. This is some good information. I, I believe he was never an American citizen. He died in New York. Okay. Stand by. I'm standing. I'm late. because I'm literally, I want to know this. I'm not ashamed or pissed off that I'm waiting for this information. Let's see. After his death, Payne's body was brought to New Rochelle. Hey, that's crazy. I've been there before. But the Quakers will not allow it to be buried in their graveyard per his last will. Because he was an atheist. Uh-huh. So his remains were buried under a walnut tree on his farm in New Rochelle. Uh, 1819, that's 10 years after he died. Uh, English agrarian radical journalist William Cobbett. What the fuck is an English agrarian radical <laughs> agrarian. agrarian radical journalist? I'm going to talk about he, corn and cotton. I was like corn and cotton and cock smokers. He's going to pissed ladies. off about it. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, dug up his bones, transported them back to England with the intention to give Payne a heroic reburial on his native soil, but this never came to pass. The bones were still among Cobbett's effects when he died over 20 years later, but were later lost. There is no confirmed wow. story about what happened to them after that, although various people have claimed throughout the years to own parts of Payne's Remains. Payne's Remains. Payne's Remains is a good name for a band. Yeah. Uh, Payne's Remains, such as a skull and right hand. Wow. I want to know where the skull and right. Let's go visit his skull and right hand. I, I kind of want to. I'm going to dig down that rabbit hole. I'm going to. I bet it's well, not his. There, there's something like 30 original pressings, prove, proven original 30 for sale pressings. I found like four on on eBay. If How you much? want to talk about it? How much? I, I think the cheapest one that only had like eight pages of the original 12 or something like that yeah. that that are preserved. It was like eighty thousand wow. dollars or something. It would almost be worth it just to be like that. You want to talk about a piece of American history? That I, I don't is think you'd American lose history. money. I think ten years later you would make money. That would be a smart investment. You should buy an old piece of paper. <laughs> should do that. I want to I, know. I kind of want like a reproduction. Like I like the uh, be nice. know, like the the Declaration of Independence ones, like the fake ones. Yes, the, you know the the reproductions. I would totally have a reproduction of Thomas Paine's Common Sense. I want to know if if uh, if Ben Franklin's uh, press, if it was his company that. It pressed those out. That's what I want to know. It probably was. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm, I, I enjoy that Ben Franklin was one of the first ones to raise his hand that said, hey, I'll print the money. <laughs> yeah, I'll print money. And I then, have no problem printing money and then if that's okay with And then you mysteriously, guys. a few years later, he said, uh, I'm a man of means. I'm going to 
going I, to become no a man of a man leisure. leisure. He was like, a man I, of leisure. I, I become a man of leisure. He just come announced to the world. He was like, 45. it was a couple years after he also announced to the world he will be printing American money. <laughs> <laughs> ben Franklin was the original. Like, I'm a good guy. And but then, I'm also kind of a dirtbag. And then he goes, I'm going to France for a while. I'm going to go to France for a while because there's uh, there's women there that have become of age right. since the last time I was there. And I so. get some nice meat covered in sauce <laughs> at 9 p.m. <laughs> all, all these places close down in America and they're open at midnight in France. So Publication history. Of the uh, common, of common sense. Dude. Thomas Paine arrived in the colonies November 1774. Oh shit! Less than a year later, he's a real he's a real muckraker. Not muckraker. He, he showed he, up. He stirred he, that he shit hit, up. He hit the ground running, man. <laughs> Shortly before the battles of Lexington and Concord, uh, let's see. Does that mean I, that? Wait, does that mean he came here and then printed it, or he already had it going and shipped them no, to America? No, he came to he no between seventeen seventy four November of seventy nineteen seventy nope November of seventeen seventy four and November of seventeen seventy five. One year. One year. He showed up in America for the first time, mm-hmm. found someone to print up Common Sense, printed it, distributed it. Started the American Revolution. <laughs> Got people all riled up. Damn. Can you imagine? I can't even fucking imagine. This guy, like, he just like, like he just, like gets off the boat, stands on the dock. <laughs> well, this place fucking sucks. Let's change it. <laughs> this is this is ripe. Y'all are ripe for revolution. Yeah, it's time for a revolution. Who wants to get some guns? <laughs> Let's go to Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> That's fucking awful. I'm so bad. I I, I feel bad for for saying that. Yeah, I I cannot seem to find who pressed it, but I know that the original pressing was in excess of a hundred thousand copies. And I want to know where he was. Would he, where where did he reside when he came here? Like, was because if he was, I'm sure Franklin's press was in Philadelphia. Yeah, had to be. So I wonder where Payne went. He all probably, those areas are so close by. It doesn't matter. It's all it's one. True. It's it's all one city from like a hundred miles north of Boston That's all the true. way to like there is no real nature now Virginia. between. It's not like uh, nope. dogwoods blooming hey, in the spring. And- that reminds me. In your travels, have you ever been to uh, Walden, like what, the pond? No. Because it's in, it, I, I honestly, it was this weird abstract thing in my brain. Like I knew it was a weir- real place, but I had no idea where it was. And I, for whatever reason, was reading up on Thoreau. Is that his name? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he was. And, he and Walden and all that. And I'm like, where the fuck is that goddamn like swimming hole? Where is it? It's in, uh, it, it's in Massachusetts. Okay. And it's preserved. It's on like a 300 acre. Okay. This is how I figured this out. I got bored. I was like, I got to watch something on Netflix because I can't just sit here and stare at the fucking walls before I go to work. I have two and a half, two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes to go. What am I going to do? I'm going to watch the Eagles documentary for the eighth time. So I put it on the background while I'm doing some cleaning. And then I heard Don Henley talk about what he did. It gets to the portion where they talk about going to their solo projects. Don Henley decided to take up the Walden project Start a 501c3, bought the land. Uh, oh, was Don tore, Henley that Don did this? Henley tore out a whole bunch of... He Don Henley went into... He bought this land that was about to be developed and offered them like 80, 80% above like what the what what the value of the land was. Because he was Don, right. Don fucking Henley. Yeah. Bought the land, something like 300 acres, 400 acres, and declared it private property and then allowed it allowed the public to go in and there's no development not only that but went had people go in and rip up concrete foundations that had already been poured 
No shit. And had it ripped up. This is a weird. This is a story that I am have zero knowledge. I didn't know that that was a thing. Like I didn't even know. I figured I, it would have been a national sort of thing. You one know, would like think. A, yeah, but it's there, not. It's still his foundation or whatever that owns it. It's a yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah. It's the Walden Walden something or other Walden Foundation or something. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I was I was and a lot of the money was raised. I mean, some of it was from him, but he like his money dumped in and put an injunction against it. And then he had a concert. And got all of his friends together. Hmm. And that was the beginning of, that was like 1992, that was the beginning of the Eagles getting back together. Was for a benefit concert for the Walden Foundation. This is all, all of it. Branding Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so then I went down this weird rabbit hole. And I'm like, wait. So Thoreau like lives there. It was, it was his, his friend. Is his house still there? No, there's, um the foundation of the cabin is there. But okay. uh, there was some sort of, some and it was recent. It was like as recent as like the nineties. There was well, some terrible Thoreau's friend. It was I, I. I can't remember uh, who it was. It wasn't because it wasn't his. Like, Thoreau said, "Hey, uh, can I? Can I live there and uh, I'll do some work on the property." And they're like, "Okay." And his friend who owned the property was like, "Yeah, that's fine." But yeah, there some storm in the late eighties, early nineties blew through and just blew down the cabin. Like a tree fell into it, busted it down, and then blew everything away. But the foundation is still there. Wow. You figure it out? No, not yet. But anyway, I'm all over Thoreau. Though it, it just, uh, I don't, it was, it was interesting. It, I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting, and uh, I kind of want to read more Thoreau. Uh, yes, everybody can just hang on to their, yeah, hats. But yeah, I, I had to look it up because I thought um, Walden Woods Project. That's what it's called. Ralph, Ralph, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Thank you. He was the one that actually owned a lot of the property in that area and let Thoreau live there. He's like, listen, I'm kind of coming down on some hard times. I want to go out in the woods and live and see if I can make make it on my own. But the funny thing is he didn't stay there by himself all the time. He went into town all the time. Okay, because he would just kind of he he, would, he wanted to see how long he could go without uh, like craving. I wonder how far away town was back then. It was six seven miles. Okay, it wasn't that far, but it was I mean long way for far that. far enough because they had to walk because it was like early eighteen hundreds. A Walden Pond is sixty one acres. That's pretty fucking it's, it's, big. It's a decent sized pond. Yeah, in my mind, it was like this little tiny pond. Yeah, that's what I was thing. thinking too. Yeah, well, that's nice. But that's a, that's a place I want to visit. I'd like to go there and. Uh, Apparently, like, it's, this is so shitty. You look at, like, early turn of the century from the uh, 19th to the 20th century. Americana is really so strange. Because uh, you had, like, you had a, a resurgence of naturalists. Not naturalists. Those are people that are naked. Naked. Uh, na- <laughs> well, that could have been. Not naturism. I can't remember what it's called. It was like a back to nature kind of movement. But then you had conservationists, conservationists kind of, but people that were going, they were wanting to move out of the cities and into areas that were undeveloped because they, they, mm. they, they like it, you know, for whatever yeah, reason. I know what you mean. And so then there, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm pretty much there yeah. anyway. Uh, but, but at Walden, there was a small amusement park. So like you have the the back to nature folks, <laughs> coupled with the people that uh, are like, coaster. we're so back to nature, we want a fucking Ferris wheel at Walden <laughs> and Pond. some cotton candy, and, and there's remnants of it there. Like it lasts. Guess my like, Asian weight. 
Listen, <laughs> <laughs> the big hammer thing where you Boom. drop like the hammer on the thing to test your strength. Bing! Oh, you're weak. Yeah, it, it's so funny. Uh, I it just uh, it's it, that that weird. Uh, well, that is that was a kind of a time period when when technology was kind of starting to roll again. You know what I mean? It was like a yeah that post uh, or well, it's like the, what they call the second industrial revolution. Yeah, that's kind of right. Is that was kind of getting going? People wanted roller coasters. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Upton Sinclair wrote a small essay about it that I uh, I read this a long time ago. That was, it was the it was the duality of America or duality of Americana, and that's what that it was. He was talking about that it was like nineteen ten, nineteen fifteen. Mm-hmm. Upton, you're familiar. Yes, Upton Sinclair. Okay, yeah. He wrote the uh, about them all the meat, the jungle, that one, yeah. all the meat. <laughs> <laughs> The TB infected masses yes, spinning that, on the that floor. One, That's yes. my favorite quote. I think oh, I did a term paper on the jungle, man. I'm sure you did. I did. Like it was, yeah. it was so stupid. It was like six thousand words oh, on God. the jungle. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. It was so dumb. But you know, uh, it gave me an appreciation for the FDA. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! God. Oh man! All right, you got any craziness left? And no, yet? wait. There was a thing I was going to say oh. about the about the history of the roller coaster. I remember I went down. <laughs> History. <laughs> Wait a minute. There was actually something. They I had wanted, something very yeah, important was. to say about the history this actually, of the roller coaster. This actually did start, I believe, from from either coal. It was it was from mines, and people actually did sections of abandoned track or something. I th- and said, let's get on here, and, and and someone said we can charge money, and people can very probably unsafely whiz down these pieces of track. They're just like, all right, we're going to take the brakes out, and we're just <laughs> going to put these people in there. We don't like these people, right? And they probably had no seats in the beginning of either. But it was a. Uh, I think that's how roller coaster started. I was thinking about in my mind, it's like on, Temple of Doom, like in Indiana Jones. Yeah, like the end exactly. Of I think that's how it was. <laughs> and uh, so, because I, I actually started to build a roller coaster in my backyard in Texas. I, I was so I, I, I'm weird. I'm weird this way. I did. I never. It was too big of a project, obviously. But I would. I was. I was so enamored with Six Flags over Texas, and just loved the idea of the roller coasters. I thought I'll just make my own. I don't have to go to Six Flags. And so we had a pretty big side slash backyard. And we have all these new houses being built. So I'd go and probably take all the wood that I thought they were throwing away. <laughs> Never actually unbundled anything from a nice fresh pile of two by fours. <laughs> but Somewhere someone's house in Texas is leaning because of the right. lumber you stole. And I and I started this. It, I had this big fort. It didn't have a tree in the back. So we built this big, huge fort back there. So that's where it's going to start. We're going to start up here. We're going to build tracks. I mean, actually had some tracks kind of going down of wood. And kind of started to go back up, but never really. We, we pushed some things down there, but never really got it going. When you say we, was this you, like you and your dad? No, me and you, my you know, I, my like, dad was like, like oh just, fuck it. And he knew I would never get it done, so he's like, go ahead, have a ball. Yeah, do I, yeah. But I mean, that's good. It, it gave yeah. you some work, you know, tactile shit and working I, with your hands. I do remember one time with this fort that I built. I did not understand triangulation, you know, initially. So so the the fort was rather rickety. Yeah, you know, and I didn't. I didn't. I was ten years, nine, eight, nine years old. Triangulation. (laughs) That's not the right term. That's like me saying naturalist. No, it's right. Putting bracing in, it would be at a forty-five degree angle. That's not triangulation. What the fuck is it then? Trying. I don't know what it is. Structural engineering. Triangulation is when you take navigating. When you want to find one point, you only know one of two of three points. You're probably right. I I should use that correctly since I fly. You think <laughs> I've ridden a plane with you? I, Jesus Christ! I, you don't I'm, know triangu- triangulation. I'm so sad that you did. That's so, how you triangulate radio signals. Where the or, origin of radio got it, signal? Got it. Now I know what you're saying. Yes, you're right. But I'm what, gonna, what is it? We're going to talk just, about this later. Just, on. just angle bracing, whatever. At a, you know what I'm saying? Go from the yeah, bottom one yeah, leg yeah, to the top, yeah. whatever. And I was just struggling with this. I was putting in more nails and more vertical pieces, but I was 
again, probably, I don't know, 10 years old, maybe. That's it, 10, 9, 10. So my father finally came in and goes, all right, I got this. And he took one of my two by fours and somebody put a, one brace in that way, one brace in the other way and went, wow, that certainly That's solved That's crazy how strong everything. that is. <laughs> that was incredible. My dad was like a, he was like a superhero, right, at that point. You know, but he then, was like the the ape at the beginning of uh, two thousand one that discovered the bone. <laughs> exactly, that's what it was like. I was like, like, I was like, oh my god, dad. Also, Sprog Zarathustra starts playing in the background. Right. You're like, oh, that's so much stronger. So that worked, and then I was able to expand and build a non-functioning roller coaster off of that because of the magic of my father and putting the proper bracing. In what the, happened to the rest of the project once it was abandoned? I just tore it down because it was like it wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't. Yeah. Gonna, I didn't really have enough. Room, money, time, whatever it was. It was like a good summer project. Or engineering knowledge because you could have fucking killed yourself. I could have easily. What would your dad have done had you completed it and gone, all right, maiden voyage, dad? Uh, He probably would have checked it out to make sure I wouldn't have killed myself. But it was okay with you breaking an arm. If he gets hurt somewhat, that'll be a good lesson. Yeah, yeah. Let him let her rip. uh, (laughs) Let me get the movie camera. He had the eight millimeter let me get that out, Paul, oh, real God. quick before was we do that this. long ago? I got, I guess, yeah. shit, I guess it was the Like 1976 about. So my dad always likes to tell the story four. right behind. If we ever end up uh, at uh, in, in Troy, I will show you where this happened. Mm-hmm. Because the creek that I'm going to tell you about is it runs very closely to the, uh, to actually runs under Waco Field. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so that neighborhood uh, just uh, would be just east of, of where the Waco Field is in Troy. Is the subdivision where my my dad uh, grew up, and uh, about three or four houses away, actually on the back side of their back backyard is kind of how you could access. It. But anyway, there's a creek that was down in like a little uh, had two levees on each side, probably eight ten feet tall. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad and his friends decided that they were going to dam it up one summer, create a swimming hole. Sure. That's like a good idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. It, it's a, and it's fun if anybody out there has ever done that. I know mm-hmm. a lot of desert rats on uh, the listen to us have no idea what we're talking about, but it is fun. It for I guarantee you that the first person to dam up a little river or lake, whatever river or stream, was not some hydrological engineering minded caveman. It was some kid that was like, uh, I want to, yeah, grunting to another one, and then they dammed it up and they wanted to swim in it, like literally that's all, or to see if they could do it, yeah. And so they dammed it up. What they did was they ended up knocking down an old dead tree, this tree that was getting ready to fall over anyway. They just, Mm -hmm. you know, sped up the process and then put sticks on it and then braced rocks up against that. And then it just started to hold more and more water. Backfilling with some rocks and mud in the bottom of it. So absolutely. But that was a big problem we had. We used to do that kind of stuff too, was water going underneath it. Right. Yeah. And it just it it was so effective that it flooded a bunch of people's backyards, <laughs> and my grandfather was not impressed with the people uh, with my dad or uh, any of his friends. I would have been he impressed was, and he, pissed off. I think he probably was. Like I, yeah. I kind of wish he was alive to this day for so I could ask him mm. to see if he, he was like, "Were you really pissed?" Because he beat the hell out of my dad's ass. I mean, just gave him the ass whipping and. Like all the other boys that were helping, it was probably, and it was like a crew. My dad had a crew of people sure. Get everybody were, out there. There was probably fifteen boys from the neighborhood that all. Well, the pyramids weren't some, built by a couple people yeah, either. You no got to get some shit. You got to get some fucking slave labor in there. Pay them in salt and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, the funny thing is, is so I, I had heard that story around the time I was probably thirteen, fourteen, mm-hmm. 
And it just so happened I lived maybe three or four blocks from that site where this happened at the time. So myself and some friends decided right. we're going to go over there and try to do the same gonna thing. Going to recreate the, the, the historic event. Yeah, <laughs> except I one-upped them because there was what, what – uh, what, used to cross that that uh, little creek and this creek is to give, to give you like a like a concept of it, the creek was like god at its widest point it might have been 10 feet wide mm-hmm. maybe a foot deep you know but when it was flooded it would get pretty deep it would get four or five feet deep and 15 18 feet wide maybe yeah, 20 feet a lot wide. of flat territory around there so things absolutely and it was a main and- drainage area for a lot of the neighborhoods and stuff so, of course it was not like this pristine babbling brook that you think of in like some fucking outlands of, of Montana. No, this is suburban Ohio. So it's just like oil runoff and all horrible <laughs> shit running through it. Trash, animals, whatnot. Oil and sadness. And sadness and pollution. It was a super fun site at one point. It was really bad. It sounds like I grew up in Jersey the way I talk about it. But anyway, uh, yeah. So we decided we're going to go and dam it up. And, uh, but I, I thought, well, we're going to do it one better. So the there, there are railroad tracks that mm. crossed it. And by the time I came around, those railroad tracks had been decommissioned. And all you had left were the concrete pilings where the trestle used to be. Trestle okay. was gone. Tracks were gone. So I'm thinking, well, why don't we just brace logs up against that? That Hell thing's, yeah. It's, right? That's not going anywhere. It's a structural engineer, yeah. 12-year-old structural engineer brain. Right. So we piled up rocks in the bottom. Which created like a two foot high like dam and did it like brick style, you know, okay. oh. and laid them flat because there's there's slate kind of interlocking sort of yeah. overlapping. Yeah, whatever. There's, yeah, there's slate and uh, and uh, limestone ledges all over that that area that, that are easily busted up with another piece of rock. So you bust them up it's kind of nice bricks. pieces of uh, yeah, yeah, man, it was great. So we started doing this da, 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 and then da, 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 one more row, another row. Okay, what are we gonna do now? All right, well we got the base. Let's get some logs. So there's like eight of us, seven, eight of us mm-hmm. carrying these logs over, and they were they were as wide as the bank, and so we're bracing them up against the the flat face, like the upstream uh, face of the uh, of the trestle just... pilings, basically. Okay. okay. And getting logs and and you know that are big enough, so we just piled logs and and the, all these logs up and piled them up. Probably six feet high. I mean, as high as you could reach when you're 10, 11 years old. And then we started getting leaves. And then I was like, all right, well, we need something thicker than these. Let's get some mud. And this is really, really low, but it's starting to back up a little bit. It's probably like a foot and a half deep at this point. It's probably started off at a foot. Okay. Maybe eight inches. So it's like a foot and a half, two feet deep. And this is all day. 10, 12 hours we're out there. Finally... We're like, all right, we, the sun's going down. We have to go. Like, all right, let's pick this up tomorrow morning. We're going to meet back here tomorrow morning. Like, we, I might know where this is going. So tomorrow morning, we didn't specify a time because we're kids and we don't give a shit. Okay. I get up. I'm excited. Mom's like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm just going for a bike ride. I get on my bike and I ride a few blocks or whatever. And I go over there. And there is water everywhere there's also two sheriff's deputies and a couple of police officers there standing up on the edge of that levee trying to figure out what the fuck they're gonna do it's middle of town it's not like they can blast it was it from normal water flow or think way upstream there was was rain or something it ended up it ended up doing a little bit of rain that night okay but the big thing was is that this was 
every once in a while we get these windstorms. This is a really heavily wooded area mm-hmm. on one side of this creek. It was like all uh, undeveloped land on the on the other side of the creek for the most part. There's scattered houses, but for the most part, undeveloped. So the what had happened was is there was like a, a shitty kind of windstorm for a couple hours that blew leaves into oh. the water and the leaves. When I walked over, really I, helped I, pack I, this thing, right? And, yeah. Well, one of my friends, the only one of my friends, his name was Brandon Nisley, which my brother knows well because he's a firefighter. He should be listening to the podcast. Brandon, right? Brandon was uh, was the only one that showed up in the morning, like I like we said, because it was like eight or eight or nine o'clock in the morning. So he was there before he, you. He was there before me. He saw me and he rode his bike down the hill. He comes over. He goes, "Man, they're really pissed. <laughs> they're trying to figure out who did this. They think it's." I'm like. Well, do we tell people? He's like, we're not telling anybody. Of course, this. you can't. Yeah. I'm like, what did it look like? Because I can only see. I'm, I'm, like, I can't see for this like, twelve or fifteen foot levee, right? All I see is water careening over what used to be grass into like a little floodplain <laughs> where we used to play football. Oh, God, and I'm like, oh shit. Oh, we are in so much trouble. We're gonna go to jails, <laughs> destruction of property, all this. Like, I'm just thinking all this other shit. It's so bad. So one of the cops starts walking toward us, and rather than run, because that just makes you look guilty, oh, I just stay sure, there. Yeah. The cop goes, all right, uh, hey, hey, guys, how's it going? I was like, yeah, what what happens? <laughs> I'm sure I had a guilty fucking look on you my face. You had to have. Yeah. He's like, oh, what, what happened here, officer? He goes, well, somebody decided they were going to dam up the creek, and now it's flooding everywhere, and we can't figure out exactly you how gone, we're going to fix it. Can we go it. swimming? That's what you should have said. Right. <laughs> And I said, what do you mean? It wait, got- wait, was that the plan to go swimming, by the way? Yeah, that was our plan okay. was to start a swimming hole so we didn't have to ride our bikes across town to the <laughs> and pay to get into the pool. So stupid. It's funny. Though. Well, there was anyway. All, so, so, so anyway, the cop, the cop is, uh, is interrogating you. Cap, sort of. Cop asked me, he goes, do you guys know anything about that? And we Brandon didn't say anything. And I said, yeah. And he goes, you guys did it, didn't you? I said, it was me and him and a few other people. And Brandon's oh, like, you fessed up. I did. Yeah, because I wow. could, man, I was so heavy into Boy Scouts at that point in time. Like, And that, and like, what if somebody got hurt? Like, I was just thinking all this guilt was back up minute. in my is there, head. Isn't there a merit badge for damn building? There is not. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sure there's a, there's probably. There should there, be. There should have been. We should have been pros at that point. Well, and then, so Create he leads one. me over and he shows me, the cop's like, listen, I'm glad you confessed. Nobody's in trouble. This isn't against the law, but it's an inconvenient for a lot of people. And I said, okay. And so that he explained it to me. He goes, you're not in trouble. It's not, it's not, it's fine. So we walk up this like levee. It's like a 45 degree incline, mm-hmm. probably 15 feet high. Walk up there and I look and I'm trudging through water that's cascading over it. And it's full, fucking full. So it's a nice it's little lake 10, you made. 12 feet deep. <laughs> <laughs> shit yeah except as the water flows more and more it spills it backs up this is a very narrow channel paul this isn't like some big area that yeah. can, it flooded like eight or ten people's backyards oh shit it didn't do any property damage yeah. it was these people they every fall every fall were you, get, they were you able to contain of, your excitement or did you ever go holy shit look at no we, this is awesome because that <laughs> cop was standing right next to me with his like hand like yeah. on like on my neck in between yeah. my shoulder like, blades uh, going on yeah. oh, just letting you know that you guys aren't you guys aren't in trouble but you mm. shouldn't be doing this again and then he pointed out like upstream where it was really starting to back up were these houses that were on these really long lots so they had these really um so like 
street, house, backyard, and then the backyard was really long and really narrow, and the very end of it had a gate to the creek. And these people paid a lot of money for this like half acre lot that was really long and skinny. So with a creek in have, the back, with a creek in the backyard. Well, they knew every fall their backyards would flood, so sure. it's not like they. Like they had sheds, uh, sheds that were built up on like pilings and stuff. Okay. They knew that it would flood every every couple of years or whatever. So not like it did, did any damage, but it scared the shit out of me. Scared me to where I thought it was something like they're gonna take me to juvie and and I'm gonna have to explain to people in juvie how what are you in for, man? Like building dams, <laughs> flooding backyards. Did you ever see how they fixed it? Yeah, they ended up getting a um, a small uh, like a track hoe. Is that what it's called? It's like oh, a, yeah. uh, I don't know, it's, it's on tracks. Like it's a like, small it's like backhoe. A, it's like a big bat. No, it's like a backhoe. Not, not a, it's not a backhoe. It doesn't have a, no, it's, it's like a backhoe, but with no wheels. It has tracks on it. Gotcha. So, and they were able to get up to that berm and just start and just bust up with the bucket. Okay. And, and, and it wasn't really the bucket. It was the, the did you watch them do thing. this? Yeah. I, they made us watch. Oh. Was this piece of equipment able to break up the log or not really? No, it just pit. What it did was it had like scissor, like scissor uh, thing to gra- grab, grab. Like you see, uh, uh, they do uh, when they cut down trees, when they lift trees and put grab them in the back the of the truck. Yeah. It grabbed it like a like a claw. Okay, grabbed, picked up like a claw. But what was really cool, I, I will say this, I can now confess and saying this that what was really cool was when they pulled the big, the top log, like the big bracing mm-hmm. log that took like all of us to move up. There was probably. It was. It, I bet that thing weighed four hundred pounds. It took every. Uh, all, I bet it was more than that. It, well, it took eight, eight boys, eight, seven or eight boys, six or seven tries to move it. Like we move it four oh, or five yeah. feet and then move it and then more four or five feet, roll it down the hill, take a half hour break. Yeah. And then eventually we got it up braced on there. But anyway, so he lifted when he lifted that thing up, the whole thing went. Just and when it and they didn't mean to do that. And he goes, "Oh my god! Oh god! I hope everybody down there is okay." Like it was down and downstream. I wish I could have been at the river, which was probably another mile away. When it like where that I know right where the output is for that. that it's like stream. A, what's that? What's that dam? Uh, Mulholland Dam. In yeah, Mulholland Dam. Like a whole bunch of fucking people died. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> downstream. By the way, whatever happened? That didn't they get weak and they it was a hole came. Remember last year, the, all the rain and snow that was in Southern California and it was overflowing. It was starting to actually weaken. That dam was weakening. Mulholland. Yeah, I didn't know they rebuilt it. No, I think they. I'm pretty sure it was Mulholland Dam. I thought they. I know it had a problem. It killed oh, those people. I didn't. Well, yeah, in the 1930s okay. or whatever. All right, so there's another, there's a dam in Southern California that started to fail last year after all the snow was melting. They should have called me and my friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, and uh, anyway, it just reminds me of what they may or may not have done to solve that problem. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, they got rid of all the sticks and the debris and stuff like that. But really what it was was the the leaves. The leaves backed up and and just completely blocked it. Oh yeah, you know, it that, was it was. That were the little plugging devices. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny is I never, like the cop didn't come back to my house. Hmm. He didn't. I, we never got in trouble for it. And I don't. And I don't know. I know I've talked about it with my mom and stepdad before, but I don't think they knew about it. I think they found out about it years later. They're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I'm like, "You guys didn't hear about that." But it wasn't a big to do. Like it wasn't like there were. It wasn't like we were arrested or anything like that. Yeah. But, but obviously was, he wanted uh, you there, and it made an impression. I assume on you guys, he didn't do anything. Like it that did. Again. It did. He said, and, and, and "What it, the impression that it was? It was crazy because he might as well have been like an EPA cop or something." But the impression that it made on me was 
you have to understand just because you guys want to do something like this and it'll be really fun, you have to look a little further into something before you start doing something like this. He And he ended up saying, if you guys had made it smaller and not tried to go so big, this wouldn't have been a problem. You would have had a little swimming hole. Because if you know what I mean, like sure. we didn't need it to be six fucking feet deep because none of us were over five feet tall. <laughs> yeah. It was unnecessary. You, you, guys, and you guys went over the top in the beginning. It was funny. <laughs> right? It was hilarious. So stupid. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, to be a kid again. Oh yes. With water around. With water around. Yeah. All right. Are we done now? Yeah, I think we're out. That was of a here. good story. I enjoyed that story, Joe. Uh, I remember it kind of brought back some memories of doing things as a child. Now I want to build a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do too. Maybe you should learn triangulation. <laughs> Exactly. All right, with that, I'm going to teach Paul triangulation. You guys have a good night. Good night, people.